Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Morale Clubhouse, hosted by the unofficial director of morale of the Chicago Cubs, Dom Frederick. We're talking weekly with people in and around the Chicago Cubs organization and Wrigley Field, players, fans, announcers, employees, bartenders, whoever it may be to get a pulse of what's going on around Wrigleyville. Before we get to the show, this episode is brought to you by Clubhouse Athletic Custom Team Apparel. If you need any team apparel for your organization, sports team, reach out to them. They have the best athleisure hoodies and customized for your team. We love them here over at Morale Supply Co. And they handle all of our merch as well. So we trust them. Great designs, great product. If you're interested, you get 20% off your first order when you mention morale when you reach out. Go to www.clubhouseathletic.com. That's www.clubhouseathletic.com for great team wear. Elevate your team wear today. Now into the show. Get my links going. All right, Fred, kick us off. Cubs are 19 and 21. Opening statements. Yeah, I got a lot of thoughts here. Um, we'll get into it. I appreciate everyone for joining us. I appreciate those who did hop onto the Twitter stream, Twitter space the other night, first one of the season. I know that was kind of my go-to in the past, but um, because of circumstances, haven't been able to do it as much, trying to do it more uh, coming up into the summer. Regardless, thank you for being here. We're going to talk about Cubs. We're going to talk about the Cardinals series. We're going to talk about Wilson going full heel. We're going to talk about expectations, what the Cubs need to do, get out of this funk, however you want to call it, um, to move forward. Um, we're not in the best spot right now, I'll admit. Last week, you know, I felt better about stuff, but losing two series uh, in the way we did against teams that I thought we could we could handle a little bit was kind of troubling. And then getting, by the end of it, getting our doors blown off the last two games is not something you want to see. So we have some work to do, um, but I appreciate you all being here. Yeah, a little bit of old news at this point, but we have to cover it. Your uh, your yeah. take on it last week was pretty much like this is our opportunity to really shove this Cardinals organization in the ground. Yeah, um, it was. And your tweet afterwards was this felt like a series you had to take care of and uh, good teams to get back into gear. Yeah. So your take on the Cardinals series, and then we'll go into Wilson specifically. I just felt like we had a chance to step on their throat, and I felt like it was probably the most pivotal series to date, most pivotal series kind of, I mean, yeah, I guess coming out of the rebuild, right? Like, I would say some fans think we're out of the rebuild, some fans think this team's still bad, and we are still in a rebuild. I feel like this team is better than a rebuilding team. I've been saying it all year, I've been consistent, this team needs to win something. I don't know what that is, I don't really care what that is, I need something though. I need some type of, you know, wild card run. I need some type of NL Central run, however you want to call it. That's what I'm looking for. And the Cubs just, we didn't show up. We're playing bad. I mean, we're playing average baseball right now. You look up and down the lineup. You look uh, in terms of team stats relative to the league. We've just been average for two weeks. Um, And unfortunately, average doesn't cut it. and, And we you know, aren't here for average. So there, there's some things that have to take place. Um, but in terms of the Cardinals, man, they, they were an absolute circus, a total clown show coming into the federal landmark. And we just let them kind of do whatever they wanted. And uh, it's not that we got totally smoked, but, you know, it's, uh, it's a missed opportunity for sure. Um, and we'll go into what we have coming up moving forward. But, uh, it was it was frustrating, and I know a lot of Cubs fans are frustrated right now. Yeah, it was one of those series where it it, it didn't go terribly bad. We had three one six four, then we won ten yeah. four. But uh, looking at it from the opportunity we had, and knowing like where, like you said, them entering the series in just like the clown show that they were, we felt like it could have been Total a really defining moment. Um, yeah, but yep. that being said, yeah, you don't get. It, I mean, not, like, you're not totally like, okay, this team's trash because we lost the series, but you you wish you, they could show out for that series. Well, it doesn't help, too. I mean, now we're, you know, speaking in retrospect, but it doesn't help 
you know, the fact that we got our doors blown off in Minnesota and, and uh, against the team, I know it's on the road, but you know, I'm Adam, it goes back to what I was saying. We've been saying this consistently over the last couple of weeks. I'm at the point now where I'm tired of making excuses, right? I'm tired of trying to fit whatever statistic I can to make us feel better about this team. I know it's part of my job. I know it's part of what I do. And I am an optimistic fan. Um, but we got to show it on the field. Like, good teams go out and rebound in Minnesota and, and win a series. And and honestly, Adam, I'll just cut right to the chase. We have four series coming up. I don't mean to, you know, brush over the Wilson stuff. We'll get there in a second. But we have, we have four series coming up. We have Houston. We have Philly. We have the Mets. And we have the Reds, I think, in that order. In my opinion right now, I think we got to win four series in a row. I do. Like, I, I know that's aggressive, but I, I think we do. I think we do because we're two under right now. I think by the end of this little stretch, we're getting into June. And if you're telling me we're still under 500 going into June, because by the way, we play the Rays, the best team in baseball, to end May. And that's, you know, all right, right? Are, are we really thinking right now we're going to go in and, and take a series from the Rays who have been absolutely dominant? I'd say no. So I look at these next four series and I say, you need to handle your business. You need to handle your business. You need to win four series in a row. I know that's a huge ask. I know that might sound ridiculous, but at the same time, they've been, they played bad baseball for about three weeks now. They're, they're what, uh, five and, and 14 or something like that over the last 17 or so games. It's been bad. It hasn't been good. So I'm looking for the Cubs to rebound. That's what good teams do. That's what above-average teams do. They don't just let it ride out and continue to play average baseball because if we go into June and we're, you know, two, three, four games under – it, it, the scenario that we were nervous about uh, throughout the off season, throughout last season, uh, rears its ugly head, and that 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 thing is the trade deadline. Then you're talking Cody Bellinger, you're talking Marcus Stroman, you know, you're talking a few other guys, which I understand in terms of the health of the organization, it might be good if you're not going to win this year. But at the same time, like the expect the expectation was to win. That's why the Cubs threw themselves, you know, their little. Uh, party at the Cubs convention like we're back we're going to compete and Dan's be saying it's all about winning all right then let's win let's go and um uh I think like we have enough here I'm not saying this team's incredible but uh, I'm looking at these next four series before we pay we before we play the Rays at the end of May uh, I'm looking at these four these next four series to be W's and it might sound harsh it might sound like high expectations but I've also watched some really bad baseball over the last two and a half years and it's time to figure it out let's go do you want to get into any of the Twins' 11-1 loss, 16-3 loss? Just got their doors we... blown. They just got their doors blown off, man. They just got their doors blown off. And normally that stuff doesn't frustrate me. The only reason it does is because I've always felt like this year, over the last seven weeks, the run differential is that thing that you can look to and be like, all right, well, the Cubs are 500, but they have one of the best run differentials in baseball, right? And now you just lost 20 runs there. And I know it's not a perfect stat. I know it – can be, uh, you know, um, it, it can make you look a lot better than you really are. But that was something that personally I was holding on to, and I know a lot of Cubs fans are. And now, you know, now it's dipping back down, and we're two under, and you're we're four and a half back. And I know we're not looking at standings in six, seven weeks into a season. But again, things get shortened when you don't know what you have for an entire season, right? When you have that trade deadline. And and you can say that I'm 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 you know scarred from what's happened over the last two years. You're right because I've seen this team continue to uh, you know unpack and continue to lose parts. And uh, there's from from what we've gotten from many of these trades, it, it hasn't come to fruition yet. So um, yeah, I am I am nervous about about what the the Cubs have going on and and the road differential being one of them because they played again they played bad baseball for three weeks. And that's and that's a tough pill to swallow. And you may say, "Oh, they won on Friday night for opening." They, I don't know if it counts because I I didn't see the game. So we'll get into that later. Oh on, my but... god! Yeah. Um, Wilson Contreras. Let's go, Wilson. Everyone, Wilson. everyone, everyone has talked about it. Everyone has talked about it. We've yeah. been through it, but we have to so discuss my... it. Go ahead. So yeah, so here's my thing on Wilson. 
um, you want to do the hand motions night one because you're getting booed. I understand that. You know, you want to have fun with the fans. I understand that. Um, night two, you Wilson, you know, you saying I apologize for offending or for potentially Cubs for potentially offending Cubs fans. Um, Wilson, I'm sorry that just doesn't cut it. And 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 I think from what we're seeing is that he might. I, he might not totally care. Now, I think he really does care for the Cubs and the organization. But if he wants the smoke, he's going to get the smoke. So if you go game two, game three, hand gestures, that's just not going to fly. And and then and then honestly, to me, most things are fair game from this point on. You know, I'm not. You know, he's a Cub for life, right? Like I still respect and appreciate Wilson. You know. So my back's out for so long. Like, there, there's still that part that's always going to be there. But if you're going to do the hand gestures at the federal landmark in front of our fans, who, you know what, Wilson, you, you got to swallow a little bit. You got to take your medicine. Like, you said what you said. The Cubs fans are frustrated about it. You deal with it. You move on. You play. You get it out of the way for a series, and then, and then, you know, you you're you're cordial for throughout the rest of the year, right? Um, but if this is how it's going to be, then, then you're going to get it. And, and I'm not going to hold back from it. Um, what I said the other night about Wilson essentially being outplayed by a 35 year old Jan Gomes, who still actually catches for his team is true. And I'm not going to apologize for that. And I, you know, here's the thing about Wilson. I've supported Wilson for a long time. All right. But to an extent, Wilson got coddled by this fan base. He did. You're talking about the me back, uh, me friend. You're talking about a few other stuff he's doing on Instagram. Some of the stuff he said, you know, uh, in the team, uh, you know, amongst the team. Like, he got coddled by a lot of fans and was almost like, you know, like, let's protect Wilson, like, yada, yada, yada. And I I, I hope he understands he's not going to get that tra- same treatment now because of how he's, he's reacted or how he has acted uh this first series back we'll see how it plays out maybe he wants to brush under the rug room board but if he's going to do the hand motions and he's going to incite stuff and he's going to want the smoke he's going to get the smoke he's going to get the smoke and and, and to me you know everything uh, i'm not holding anything back this is how it's going to be because there's no opponent that can come into the federal landmark and just think they can muck it up you know for for, for their time here and get off scot-free like that's that's not going to happen not here that's where i'm, not, not that's where at, I'm so not lost landmark. where people are still being like oh how could you treat wilson like that it's like oh he's, no no no, no. He's, we're, we're past that he's requesting that we have animosity and have some like oh yeah exactly he wants that so you can't he wants it so why are you, you i don't get anybody saying uh like don't boo, boo wilson he wants it. it he thinks it's fun so then let's go do it if he goes I, back to the locker room and says but, i'm sorry it doesn't matter but you know what i'm not even gonna like i'm not even saying to boo wilson but like the the stuff that I felt like we protected we protected Wilson for, or like the the comments he made about better organization, all that stuff is fair game. Comments about Wilson, you know, the fact that Wilson has been demoted from his job essentially uh, a, a month into his tenure as a St. Louis Cardinal when he's making eighty eight point seven something million dollars, um, that will be talked about. And I'm not going to hold back on that. And I know there's going to be people that's going to be like, ah, you're going too hard. There's going to be people that's going to want to coddle Wilson. Wilson not having accountability for his actions. Uh, No, no, no. It's going to be all brought to the table. And if this is how he's going to play it, then this is how the game's going to go. And you're going to have to deal with that. I'm not a booer, but if he's somebody who's egging on boos, then I think it's fair game. He wants to play that game. I don't understand why anybody's saying like – I I just don't understand. Adam. He's trying to play that game. The – the one thing that I, that just came to my mind, you could hear me, you could hear me making a, a noise, and and I hate to be this, I hate to be this guy, but like, players don't have a good track record when they make an enemy of me, they don't. Christian Yelich, Fred, he's Fred, I mean, Fred, hey, Fred. hey. Adam, I'm a Cubs fan. Don't, first. I, I, Adam, I am a Cubs fan first. I am a Cubs fan first. Uh, listen, I'm a, these guys are Cubs for life. Everyone knows that. But if you push it too far, if you push it too Fred, far, don't, players don't push have a bad – Players have Watch a bad Watch what you're saying. Record. Be careful. Be careful what you're saying. They have a bad record when they make an enemy out of me. 
It's just a fact. It's just a fact. So I'd say, Wilson, tread lightly. Tread lightly. Because you, you, you push it too far, you, you stay across that line too long, and bad things are going to happen. And that's not a threat. But in terms, of, in terms of my track record with specific players who have, who have had or who have caused issues, there's been some things that have happened that have derailed careers. Big time. And, and the numbers are there. I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. So we'll see. We'll see. Scare. It's not to be clear. It's not a threat. It's not a threat. You, you don't. You don't particularly do anything. Why? Yeah. Well, I can't control it all, right? It's just. It's just the. It's just the fact of the matter that things happen. Things do happen, and sometimes things an MVP happen. caliber athlete may turn out to be a 200 batting average, uh, a replacement level player, a replacement level player for for multiple seasons. For, for going on four seasons now. Yeah. It, it makes me a little uncomfortable though, Fred. So just be careful of what you're saying. But I agree. If it, if it continues in this direction, there's I, not much you can do. Listen, I'm not trying to make it happen. But there, but if he wants to smoke, he's going to get the smoke. And I'm not saying that Cubs fans should boo him. But if he's going to incite this, I'm not just going to let it happen on my watch. And he needs to understand that. We'll leave it at that. They're they, they're they're still also horrible. They they are a terrible team. They're an awful team. The the Cardinals are terrible. Which is all the more reason Anyways. the Cubs need to pick it up to not be in the trade deadline situation. Exactly. Because uh, if mean, the Cardinals no. are actually this way, oh, the Cubs need God. to step on the gas. I, it's just it, yeah it. You know, and I, 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 I didn't read the full article, but I'm, I'm trying to pick up like the narratives that some of the beat reporters are throwing out there, like trade deadline additions, or when, when do we get to the point? If again, if we are at the end of May, like in two weeks, and we are three, four, under five hundred, then that conversation sparking up. That conversation sparking up. All right, let's move into Cubs player rundowns. I, uh, I'll start with somebody I saw on Twitter. Uh, he seems to be in, like, the minor league level, and he's throwing about, like, 50 miles an hour, and he's just kind of – I couldn't really tell who he was, but people were swinging and striking out. So. <laughs> um, I'm here well, for it. I'm here for it. I'm not, I'm not going to put the house on it, but I will say we talked about it last week. Wisniewski – Something's not right. Something's not right. He got apps again. He got his doors blown off the other night. Um, I haven't. Ah, that's something I wanted to do, but actually, I, I do have the number. I think four. He, in terms of his four seam fastball, the expected weighted on base average is four eighty. Um, so he's getting his four seam fastball absolutely torched. We know the slider's electric. We know he has the strut, but it's not working out right now. And he's not he's not striking out enough guys. And I'll be honest, I mean, we've seen enough of them. I am kind of disappointed in how he's pitched. Like, I, I didn't want to say I had too high of expectations, but I, I really looked at Wisniewski as, like, a potential, like, game-changing X-factor guy because he was so dominant last year. He pitched so well in spring training. He just had this, like, straight on momentum it seemed like everything was clicking for this guy and he's honestly looked lost and i know a lot of people have talked about like um like do we rush him i don't think we rush him but from all this like if kyle Hendricks is healthy and able first off i think it'd be special to have him back i just think it would like we don't get a lot again i know coach fans don't want to there's some coach fans that don't want to live in the past they, they hate like they seemingly hate the 2016 team because of all the uh, you know, like Cubs fans that are stuck in this 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 daze from you know this World Series hangover seven eight years later, but it would be special to have him back. And if he can pitch and he can get outs and the the changeups there and he's hitting spots again, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. We, we need it. We need it because again, over the last two weeks we've been pitching below average. We've been hitting about average, and and that doesn't cut it. So, so we need guys to step up and get the job done. Um, it's about time. It's about time, Adam. I'm going to go back to it. These next four series, we got to win. 
these next four series, we got to win. Um, and if Kyle Hendricks can be part of that and he's healthy and able, then let's do it. Let's see it. And that doesn't mean I'm giving up on Wisniewski, but I, I'm disappointed by how he's pitched so far. Eight, nine, I think seven, eight starts in, like it's been disappointing. Only striking out six guys per nine. I didn't, I didn't see that at all. So uh, if something's got to get fixed. And if that means Kyle's got to slot in, then let's go. Let's see it again. I know spots are limited for a pitching staff, but they are. I mean, there's got to yeah. be value in the professor, the ultimate professional um, yeah, being I, I, I in the clubhouse. Just, yeah. I think it's deserving of a few starts. And if that means, you know, Wisniewski goes on like a, a fake IL stint or whatever, he goes down on the minors for a little bit if he still has options, then sure. Give, give Kyle a couple starts, see how he does. I'm not saying to give Kyle the longest leash, but – if he comes out and he pitches, he hits spots. The changeup's still there. He's he's doing what Kyle Hendricks does. Uh, vintage Kyle Hendricks. Um, I'm all for it. And let's and hand up, everybody. You can look at the tweets. I thought Kyle Hendricks was going to pitch at least 40. Like, I really did. I, I was convinced that Kyle Hendricks was essentially a knuckleballer who had this two-seam changeup thing just absolutely rolling, and it didn't matter really how hard he threw it. I thought he could keep the velocity at, you know, 88, 89 and still pitch like he did 2002. You know, you look at the, the, the heyday years, right, 16, 17, 18. Uh, he had the great season in 2020. I was like, this guy's going to do it forever, man. Um, and these last two years has been uh, really tough. So I want to give him a chance. Um, I think something's still there for the guy, uh, but he has to go prove it. But 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 he's deserving of getting that shot. But I'd want to keep them together. I know they're different pitchers, but I feel like just the – I There's get some it. things well, to maybe, learn from maybe, a professional. Can maybe, they? Maybe, yeah. They have a buddy maybe buddy contract. Can bullpen. they just room together for a yeah. while? I don't know. Maybe, maybe he goes to the bullpen. He does a little Keegan Thompson thing where Keegan, I mean, God, the junkyard dogs. Someone took the bite out of the, the, the bark and the bite out of the junkyard dog, which is uh, which is not good to see. Which is not good to see. Um, Again, we've just been average over the last two or three weeks. And when you're average, you're going to get this these types of results. And that's not what we're going for this year. So something's got to change. Something has to shake up. We need we need better performances. And it's on the team, man. It's on Jed. It's on, it's on David. Like, it's it just got to be better right now. Um, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to say as firm as I can to that because it, it's uh, – it's it's at the precipice of, of what this season is all about. It, it was always supposed to be a change. It was also always supposed to be better. It was always supposed to be different than what we saw the last two years. What does it say, though? I know you're saying we've been average, but for, for a guy like Stroman to say he wants to get extended and not go into free agency, does it seem like he believes in the organization? Does it sound like? It's, you know, it just, just seems like it's been a – I, it seems like it's been a good fit with Stroman. I, I think he appreciates this place. I, there, there's something about the, the the mantra and the vibe of what's going on at 1060 West Addison that he appreciates. And actually, I was shocked because he's you know we remember his his comments back a year ago during spring training or at the beginning of the season. He was like, "Oh man, I'd love to go play for the Giants," and now he's like, "I actually don't want to go to free agency. I just want to stay here." Um, I will say I feel better about extensions or adding guys on when Ian, you know, signed his just like out of the blue extension that I did not see coming at all. But I don't necessarily feel the same way about Stroman. While he's pitched great, he got his blow, doors blown off yesterday, though. Um, I, I, I'm I still nervous that if this team cannot figure it out come June, uh, Stroman, if he's pitching well, like – Sorry, it's a trade. He's a trade piece. So I, I think that's something we gotta we gotta see in terms of how everything's happening on the field with the Cubs. That's the most important thing um, because I just can't guarantee that that Jed, knowing Jed's past, knowing Jed's ways, um, if the Cubs are in a bad spot, I think Marcus Stroman, obviously Bellinger, a few other guys, you look at and you're like, all right, what can we get for you? Um, and that's just that's just part of the deal now guy that seems like you believe in more than you believed in Santa Claus when you were a kid, Christopher Morrell seems to be popping up. Well, you were throwing shade at Morrell last year. Not throwing shade, but you were like, I don't know Not about this guy. Not throwing shade, but I'm tempering expectations. He's, yeah, I mean, 
He's a, but now he's I'm a seeing card. this guy needs to be playing every single day. So well, is it changing? Okay, but, but, no, well, part of that is because Nick Madrigal, I, and I'm actually, uh, I'll tweet this out soon, but Steve Stone, when he got traded to the Cubs, basically gave the perfect analysis of what Nick Madrigal was going to be, and he was absolutely right. Like, not an impact player. He can be a utility guy, but if you play him a lot, you're going to get less value for him. He just He has to hit singles to have any value for you and um not a great base runner bad arm like literally everything to a t uh i saw the other day there's a youtube video about the cubs socks trade with kimbrel and magical being one of the worst trades of all time because neither side got really anything from it um yeah you just can't play nick magical if you have a like seemingly a budding superstar or at least someone with the tools to be a superstar on your, on, on the bench. You just have to. So you got to write it out. Um, if that means Pat wisdom, isn't going to play as much, then you know what? I'm kind of, I'm kind of fine with that because Pat wisdom is just Pat wisdom's Pat wisdom. It's, it's home run or strikeout, which is how it is with him. Um, and Chris seems like he can do everything. He can play everywhere. And I'm here for it, man. He hits, he has ridiculous power. He has a swagger to him and an energy to him that is infectious and incredible. And he's going to probably strike out 35% of the time. But with all things considered as a somewhat ancillary player, somewhat that someone that I think should be at the bottom of the lineup, um, I'm here for that. Like, let him go play. Let him go stress-free. Give him a chance to do it every single day. And, and and really, we need the veterans to, to pick everything up uh, alongside him, so it doesn't. We don't feel like Christopher Morale is the end all be all because I don't think he is, but I know he has the tools to be something really special. But he needs to play to have uh, you know the chance to show that. We've we've been talking about it too about different players. It's not really just in talent, but just in terms of personality and moving the needle. He's one of the guys, one of the few guys who can just yeah, I mean, move a needle in, with one play. It's infectious. It's infectious. And Adam, like, let's just get right to it because we don't have a lot of time. He's going to Olive Garden this week. There's, I mean, there's there's no one else. He, he's going to Olive Garden this week. I think I brought him before, but you know, when you hit a four, what what was it like four fifty or four sixty oppo, and then he goes another four sixty one yesterday, like. It's a, I mean, the guy's just mashing right now, and I'm and I'm just hoping that it doesn't stop, or at least he can keep it to where it's more sustainable. And if he ever finds a way to limit the strikeouts, I think that's honestly the biggest thing that's holding him back. Like, it, and it, it is often the thing that holds most players back are strikeouts. And if he can find a way to, to shorten up and and put the ball in play more often while still hitting it hard. Um, man, we really have something on our hands. Uh, but I don't want to put too much on him right now. I'd love to hit him sixth, seventh, you know, put him down at the bottom of the order and, and rely on guys that you're paying, like Ian Happ, Anthony Swanson, Cody Bellinger, you know, Nico, it's been tough to not have him here, but Nico, Saya, who you're paying, like these guys need to carry the lineup. And let Mervis and Morale, morale uh, you know, and uh, really add on to what this team has. Um, and that, personally, I know I say it all the time, but that's how we win. That's how we win. The Mets have to play well, which many of them are. Many of I, it gets hard. You know, I know I've been kind of hard on Saya, but he's had a good two weeks. You know, I've, Ian has steadily been solid, even though I don't think he's necessarily a three-hitter. He'd take exception to that. Um Cody's been bad over the last two weeks. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Dansby's been good over the. You know, like there's, like we're still having consistent numbers from from the team. It's just been the bottom half of the order has been so bad. Hosmer's been so bad. Mervis, admittedly, has been really bad since he came up. I'm bullish on him though. I'm, I'm gonna stick with him. Um, and uh, you know, we just need to be a lot better than we are. But at the end of the day. Morale's going to uh, Olive Garden, and I'd love to, again, for probably the second or third time, you know, chop it up uh, over the course of 50, 50 or 40 or 50 sticks and have a fantastic night. All right. We want to uh, catch up a little bit more after work for your drive home? Uh, yeah, yeah, potentially. Well, down there. All right. So we did uh, 
topics, player rundowns, and Olive Garden. We'll go through some Twitter highlights. Um, Twitter highlights this past mm-hmm. week. Um, we went over the Contreras. I think that was most talked about on Twitter. Yeah. And then we did a Twitter space uh, after the second loss to the Cardinals. And everybody was there. Big Hoss was there. Yep. He was pissed. He was pissed. Um, well, I told was, you to uh, jump in Twitter spaces because you tweeted the uh, – you tweeted like it needs to be better than this. And then I feel like everybody was like – everybody was like pissed off and ready to fire David Ross, ready to get rid of Hosmer. Right? Like I, yeah. everyone was firing takes. So I don't know, give us yep. a lay down of what you heard from people and what um, your uh, response was. I think of a lot – yeah, a lot of it had to do with Hosmer. A lot of it had to do with Ross. Um Oh man, I'm uh you know, I, I think it, it's hard to you know, everyone wants to paint you with a broad brush. Yeah, does David Ross need to be better? Sure, but um like when people are gonna go down and list off that he's lost this team seven games, you know. Um but you don't count like all the games like he's helped them win. Like managing is impossible if you're grading on a scale where you know 97 percent is an f like it's really hard to do you you put guys in that you think are going to work out it just doesn't happen um i'm not saying dave ross is the best manager of all time but boog made a good comment the other day on radio he said that when evaluating a manager most of the stuff that he does you know, media members, fans, uh, anyone else that pays attention to the team can't see what he's doing. That's cultivating the relationships, holding guys accountable, creating uh, clubhouse culture. Like all these types of things are very valuable and ultimately is why um, specific managers are told, are chosen to do the job. It's not necessarily X's and O's. Excuse me. Uh, it's not not necessarily X's and O's. It's not necessarily, um, you know, pitching changes and things of that nature because so much of it is scripted now and, and there's matchups and the front office has, has a lot to do with what's going on. So, um, again, Dave Ross has things to improve upon, but let's just remember that this is the team that Jed put together for David. Um, this is the team that Carter, you know, is uh, tasked with, with putting together. So, I think there's a lot of blame to go around again. This, the season isn't over. I, I feel a little bit worse than I did last week. Um, but at the same time, we have an opportunity to move forward. And uh, I think a lot of fans in the heat of the moment want to, you know, draw conclusions on what this year is going to be. And um, sometimes you got to rein them back in a little bit. Uh, but I appreciate the everyone joining. And uh, it is good to talk through some things. After some tough losses. Not that it's my take, but for to be devil's advocate for a lot of people that was their take uh, on Twitter spaces, you were saying, oh, there's, you know, a lot of the stuff the manager does behind the scenes that we don't get to see. And, you know, but yeah. I think a lot of them would say, oh, well, that's the cop out. Like what I do see is that the Cubs are losing and I want to see a different manager. Yeah, no, I in get place. it. You know, what, what type of things are you looking to hear from about a club out or what, what encourages you about David Ross that wants you to, well, or has you keep supporting? They're all on the same page. I mean, I don't, you're, you're not seeing a situation where people are losing the, the where a manager is losing the locker room. You're not finding a situation where the Cubs are um, lacking uh, energy. They're lacking motivation. Things have gotten too loosey goosey kind of in the Joe Madden era, right? Uh, I'm not saying Joe should have been fired, but I think there had to be a change then. Um, you know, if, if the if the clubhouse was a mess and organization, uh, the organization was a mess and, and guys were getting into trouble or there were some, you know, just issues within the clubhouse, then sure, yeah, David Ross has got to get fired. But that's not happening right now. We're just not playing well. Uh, we haven't played well for three weeks. We played great to start the season. Um, we're just we're just not playing well right now. So, um, excuse me. Um, at the end of the day, 
I uh, I just think David has a lot on his plate, but I think he, he's doing a pretty good job. Obviously, he can improve, um, and, and hopefully we can see that. It, it's not like the Cubs are – you know, totally falling off the wagon. They've, they've had a tough couple of weeks and it's time for them to, to pick it back up. And David should, you know, earn the exact praise uh, when they do play well, right? Like I'm expecting the Cubs to go on a run. It's time to go on a run. You can't continue to play bad. If the Cubs are playing like this and uh, again, like we keep going back to, if the Cubs are playing like this at the end of May and they've made no progress and they've essentially flatlined, then, then you can draw conclusions that A, Jed did not put the team uh, in the best position to win, uh, and B, potentially things aren't necessarily going right with Dave Ross, but there's time until that happens, and uh, you know I'm I'm looking forward to it. All right, a couple of Twitter highlights we had around the horn. One was uh, the game that went out into the void on Friday, and the uh, fans that were not able to watch on Apple TV. Um, yeah, it's it's just a. Uh... It's just a joke. I know a lot of fans are saying like, well, it's like 4K and you can watch it for free. If you stand for nothing, you fall for anything. Uh, or if you fall for anything, you, um, I don't know. I think I said it right the first time. Nailed it. Um, nailed it. Nailed it. Um, I, you know, as someone that grew up on WGN, as someone that grew up on watching the games on WCIU, uh I just can't wrap my head around the fact that, you know, we are watching it through this streaming service and call me, you know, uh, I don't know, too old or too naive and not understanding that this is how it is. I totally get that, but there's some standards that I have and, um, I've been relatively except I've, I've actually, no, I've been very accepting of marquee understanding how you know it's expensive and it, it puts uh some cubs fans in a bind and cubs, some cubs fans are uh blacked out of it especially now when you're looking at multiple sports teams that are now just doing uh streaming their games online for free and they're not looking to make money right uh it puts the cubs into a little bit of like a predicament of like oh you guys are not only blacking out games but it's also hard to watch it's expensive um and you promised that the Cubs and the team would be a lot better when we got this. And that hasn't really been the case. It's actually kind of been the opposite. Um, and just to go one step further with Apple TV, I just can't get there. So, no, I'm not going to watch any games on Apple TV. It's just not happening. I'll watch WGN uh, when the Cubs are on uh, Apple TV. And I'll listen to the game on the radio. And, yeah, I mean, uh, counterpoint is it's it's a good opportunity to take a step back and just listen to listen to a game on the radio because oh the game on the radio nothing quite hits like a game on the radio i you know not i mean i love listening to the radio i i, I really do i i love even if it's not pat hughes and uh you know coom dog i love listening to radio i was listening to baseball games on the radio this weekend that weren't even cubs games um i just love it it's the best um and and adam we got to go back to it you know bring back Bring back Channel 9. Um, I, it doesn't really sit the same because I know Pat's still doing games on 670, but there was something about tuning into 720, you know, the one time. You know, you listen to it six months out of the year. The rest of the six months, you you don't even know what's going on uh, or that's a radio station. Um, something about that like static. A, yeah, unless you're and like driving on your bridge and losing fan, connection. Which I am. Um, yeah, it's uh, – we, we need we – need, we need those things to come back, even though they're never going to come back. So no, I will not watch Apple TV. You're saying you're saying screw 4K. I want the static of AM radio. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd 100% listen to um, Pat and Ron. And you're absolutely right. It's like a great reset. It's an, it's just a great reset. It's it's perfect. And um, sometimes you just don't need you don't need to see it. You know, you also pay attention to more like the crack of the bat, right? Like you listen to the crowd more. There's something to it that's just uh, very nostalgic, and it, it brings back a lot of memories, and, and I love it. Um, I think this is, I think that's it on the Cubs Twitter highlights. A couple other ones just around the league that kind of were sparking um, headlines for at least your account. One, a guy that you didn't. To be fair, you weren't the most you didn't defend this guy like a morale athlete 
You supported him on his way out, but Hayward and Milwaukee. I don't know what Milwaukee's doing. Did you see that sign that they had for? Uh... No, the worst. They're that's the epitome of no uh, history, no legacy, no championships. Yeah, it's just no history. It's just no history, no legacy, no championships. It it is. It, it really is. It's that 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 franchise. I can't wait till we go up to Wrigley North, and that's why. <laughs> uh, it was game 163. Jason went, I don't know, 0 for 3 or something or had three strikeouts. I forget what it was. Back in 2018. Um, and kind of like paying homage to what happened that day and the Milwaukee Brewers that have essentially been, you know, I, I guess they made it to the playoffs uh, recently a few times, but have never gone anywhere, have never won a championship have no history, have no legacy. I mean, they're just a joke of a franchise. I can't wait to go back up to Wrigley North and um, pay the bills. It's been too long. Uh, it really has. And that's honestly why, like, that's why I want the Cubs to figure it out. Not only because I want the Cubs to be good, but I, I just want to get good again to where the Cubs can walk into Milwaukee and, and get a sweep like we used to, man. It's, it's just like, I, I hate the fact that we're competing with these small market divisions these Mickey Mouse uh, teams. It's just an absolute joke. And, um, yeah, it's just about time where we, we, we handle our business. And uh, I don't know when the first time we go up to Milwaukee. I know they beat us the first week. Um, but it's just – it's about time we, we just – we stick it to them, man. Because we shouldn't even be on the same playing field. Uh, that, that franchise is an absolute second-rate joke Subway sandwich organization. Um, and, again – uh, because of like doing little things like the Jason Hayward comment, who everyone knows I don't even care about. I'm not a, really a Jason Hayward fan, besides the fact that he's seemingly a good person. Um, you know, you're you're which you're is a paying, lack of awareness. Uh, exactly, clowning on a guy for game one sixty two, a World Series champion, and joke. you're like, we won game zero. One. Yeah, no history, no legacy, no championships. That will. You know where I'm going with that, Adam, but um, that's uh, that that perfectly sums up the Milwaukee Brewers. The last one is I had to bring it up because you you took some shots at White Sox fan, and I don't know where you end on like mouth lip reading. What happened? Ta went um, viral for talking to Abreu at first base, saying one. Some people say I hate this place. Some people said I hate the pitch clock. Yeah, he said. He said I hate the. He he came out after the game and said, "I hate the pitch pitch clock." Point still stands. Um, we talked about it. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Well, to be fair, he's not going to um, say, "Oh yeah, I said." Of course, of course. Um, I said a couple weeks ago. I stand by it, regardless of what he said yesterday. Um, the Cubs fans and the Cubs community deserve a apology from white Sox fans if you're a good and decent white Sox fan you you we deserve an apology and you know that to be true because of how they essentially dragged what the cubs did in 2015 16 17 18 through the mud uh you know while they were chirping 2019 through 2021 saying that you know this their rebuild or their window is going to be more competitive and they were going to win more games and they were going to win more than one world series and they could even barely even win one playoff game. Um, you know, like if you're, if you're an honest White Sox fan, you would give that apology because here's the reality of it. And again, like White Sox fans are always going to say, Oh, like you say, you don't care about the Cubs. Like Cubs fans really don't. But the reality of it is, is that White Sox fans don't have a rival and they view the Cubs as a rival, but the Cubs have two other rivals in their own division. And the problem is that White Sox fans are just always going to chirp and chirp and chirp, and then they chirp, and then the Cubs fans will go back and come back at them, and then the White Sox fans will play victim and say, oh, my God, look, you're talking about us. Like, oh, my God, you're making fun of us. Oh, my God, you're inciting this. It's like, no, just after a while, like, you're going to say something. And that was kind of what it is. And I'll I'll eventually get to it when the Cubs play the, play the White Sox this year, and I hope they absolutely throttle them. And then I'll, I'll – I will – go into detail on how the White Sox and their fans played themselves. They did. They did. They they, they, they they totally played themselves. I said it from the minute 2019. I remember the Cubs were on the downhill. Joe Madden was about to get fired. 
the White Sox were coming up and, uh, you know, they were feeling really good about everything. Some of their prospects were starting to come up. I think Moncada had a really good year that year. Um, and I said, I said, listen, you guys need to understand that winning's really hard and it's not just put a team together and see how it goes. Because I was living through a, a supposed dynasty that could – you know, had a really hard time making it to the playoffs two years later or, you know, didn't win a playoff game after 2017, right? Um, and that's exactly how it played out. They, they played themselves, and I'll go into full detail on that eventually, but point still stands whether TA said it or not. Um, if you're a good and decent and honest White Sox fan, you should give an apology. If you misspoke or spoke out against the Cubs, out of turn. Meaning, like, you know, again, going way out of your way to cheer for, like, when the Cubs were losing. Going way out of your way to be like, oh, my God, the, the White Sox are going to be so much better than the Cubs. Like, Rakan is so much better than Theo Epstein. Like, drinking the Kool-Aid to the fullest extent. Like, you, you, you need to – you should. You don't need to do anything, but you should apologize if you're a good and, de- and decent, honest uh, White Sox fan because uh, you played yourself. And I'll go into detail on it later when the Cubs – hopefully throttle you guys. Uh, but the fact that you guys could barely win one playoff game in your competitive window, you're 12 or 13 games under 500 right now. You're an absolute joke. Um, and this is supposed to be your year, right? You have so many guys who are under 30 years old on your team that all got extensions, that all got praise for signing the extensions, that that the GN that, you know, was crowned king of the city, the best GM in town, best GM in the league, Hans League, right? Uh, for, for signing all these extensions. Now you have a bunch of guys that you can't trade away because they're too expensive. Um, you know, you played yourself. You played yourself, and now you're going to go back to what you had for, for decade and decade and decade. And maybe you'll catch lightning in a bottle like 2005, but probably you're going to go the same song and dance with your own sorry division, with your own absolute small market subway sandwich uh, you know, loser division that you play in. And you're probably going to go the same song and dance and you're going to sign random free agents and see what clicks and see if you can, you know, catch lightning in a bottle and maybe you'll make a playoff run. But for the most li- for the most part, you have terrible ownership. You have terrible leadership. Uh, your fans don't show up to games, more or less. Um, you're in the third largest market in um, Major League Baseball and you can't figure that out. Um and you're always going to be little little brother in town, and that's just the reality of the you know situation. So um, there's nothing that but I'm you, saying right there that you don't. False. But you don't care. You don't. It doesn't take any headspace for you. It seems like no, 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 no. no, no. It's just the it's just the reality of the situation. And that well, it's more like when you have years and years of you know White Sox fans flooding your mentions when uh, you know they were again on their come up. Like, that's something you don't forget about. And I think I've done a pretty good job of not um, not taking the bait, especially recently. Uh, and, but, you know, especially with seeing how their, their downfall is, like, it played out exactly how many Cubs fans thought it would play out. And it's too bad. I'm not rooting necessarily against the, the White Sox, but their fans are incredibly, incredibly sensitive. And um, it, it's too bad that they have to watch a team that's uh, absolute dumpster fire. It, the TA story did remind me of the Alec Bohm story last year. Remember that? Oh, you think it made a comeback? <laughs> yeah. No, he, he, got, he got caught <laughs> saying, like, I effing, I effing hate this place. And it was like, and then yeah. he, after the game, he was like, yeah, I did say that. And TA, the opposite. No, I did. it. Yeah, well, TA um, also TA has also had some questionable comments over the course of this, uh, the beginning of the season when he's going after uh, Chuck Garfine for being too negative. When, I mean, if you're like, I get it, man. Like, I I've called out media members for being too negative too, but uh, dude, if you you watch that team night in night out and like the base running mistakes and all the like, the terrible baseball they played, and you're not. And, and a player is getting mad that you're questioning what's going on there. Oof, that's that's some problems. That's some problems. And uh, good luck with that, guys. Good luck with good luck with that. Well, yeah. In the context <laughs> of TA, people thinking it was him saying that too in the first place was because the fans were at the time booing TA for not taking yeah. second. 
Um, so yeah. hopefully the Cubs don't get to a spot this year where the fans. They're not. They're, they're not, Adam. They're, 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 that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. And I'm not saying the Cubs are, you know, it's all, uh, you know, gumdrops and rainbows at 1060 West Addison right now. I understand the Cubs aren't playing great, which which makes it more frustrating because we should be head and shoulders above the Brewers, the Cardinals, the Reds, the Pirates, the White Sox, right? Um, and we're not. Um, but all right, we so have take, a chance. Take us into these, these next games then and take us out. Four series wins. Straight. I'm calling it right now. I'm saying that's what needs to happen. You get four series wins. You get back to like, I don't know, two two over, two three over, five hundred, um, and then get into a uh, Tampa Bay race here. I know it's crazy that I'm looking four series ahead, but that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. And we because... shouldn't talk about it. We shouldn't talk about it. No one should talk about it. I think it's best if we all just keep it our secret that we have Justin Steele on the team. We should not talk about it. No one in the league needs to know that we have Justin Steele and have him just keep coming out and shoving, I think. That's the best way to go about it. Why are you trying to change the subject? Well, I, I'm, going into, I, I'm going into the next series, and I'm like, one thing we didn't bring up the whole time, which I think is the best, we shouldn't oh. talk about it, oh. is, is that this guy is on our team. We, sh- we, we shouldn't talk about it. Continue to well, shove we, talked about, we did talk about it a lot last week. And again, I we mean, shouldn't talk about it. Yeah, I mean he's been he's been fantastic. Um, yeah, four series wins in a row. It's time. We played bad. We played bad baseball. We played average baseball for three weeks. Bad teams continue playing like this. Average teams continue playing like this. Good teams go on a run, and that's just the reality of the situation. You're going to play bad baseball over the course of the year. You're going to play good baseball over the course of the year, but. It's all about how, you know, the period of time that you're playing bad baseball, how can you make that up with good baseball? And and now's the time. You can't you can't continue to play like this and expect that this season's gonna be anything more than a, you know, eighty win average year. And again, that's what I I kinda thought that's what probably would happen this year, but I think the Cubs have enough to compete in this division. If you have the Pirates that are ahead of you and the Brewers that you know, I mean, I guess they're just being the Brewers. Like, they're so gettable. The, the division's so gettable. Uh, and it's time to make a run at it. So let's go. Let's go. You got four series before you play the Rays, which would be huge because the Rays are dominant, um, to make up your ground. And, and let's kick it into gear, heading into June, and then we're going to go. And then we're going to go. But uh, it's, it's all in front of them. And if you would have told me at the beginning of the year, hey, you're two games back, you have a solid run differential. You have some solid starters. You have most of your players playing really well. You brought up your rookies. They're starting to get acclimated a little bit. You have Christopher Morale, who looks like a budding superstar. Do you sign up for that? I'd say absolutely. Absolutely, because I believe in what this team can be. I believe in what the fans can bring to the federal landmark. I believe in the you know collective momentum that, that Wrigley Field has and, and the Cubs community have to support this team and there's no reason why we can't go on a huge run and it's time to do it four in a row let's go cubs in four four series thanks for listening everybody god bless you and your family hopefully there was uh, another pretty place this week thanks again